Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Episode 522 is a full episode interview with MILF performer extraordinaire, the lovely Maddie Cross. Warning, this show is only for adults who like sex. Does your dick hang low? Does it dangle to and fro? Can you tie it in a knot? Can you tie it in a bow? (laughs) Don't worry. Dick will be coming. Welcome to the Covert Nation. Here he is. Dick Dangle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 522 of Dangling After Dark with Dick Dangle. Welcome to the Pervert Nation. I am your host, Dick Dangle, and thank you one and all for joining me for this episode. I hope it finds you doing well and living the best life you possibly can. For this episode, I have a full interview with the lovely MILF performer, Maddie Cross. Thank you so much to her for being on the show. I really enjoyed my first interaction with her at a convention, and you will hear me talk about that in the interview. And we just kind of connected. We have very similar laid back energy, and we like to laugh. So when I met her and when I had a lot of different performers saying, you need to have her on the show, she is wonderful and her fans would love to hear her on your show, I figured, you know what, I think I need to get her on the show. So we waited until the convention circuit was done and it was well worth the weight because we talk a lot about her different experiences when it comes to being at conventions, but we cover her entire career. We talk about her camming and then how that did transition into also making clips and being a performer and being in front of somebody else's camera. And it was just a lot of fun to get to know her. She has a very cool life away from the industry, which we definitely get into. And it made me realize just how well-rounded a person that she is. And I think the way she approaches not only her time in the industry, but away from it has made her a very grounded person. And I think it shows in her approach in the style that she puts out for her fans and followers. But we talk about so many different things, and it's just a lot of fun. It is a very engaging and captivating conversation from front to back. So I'm not going to continue to talk. You're here for her. So once again, thank you very much, Maddie Cross, for being on this show. And thank you, dear listeners, for listening to this show. Please take care of yourselves and the people around you. Pay for your porn and support amazing content creators like Maddie Cross and all of the people that you have heard on this show over the years. Find something that feeds your soul and do it as often as you possibly can. And of course, dangle on. My guest is one of the most popular MILF performers in the adult industry. From established and elite cam model to clip and studio performer, her ambitions show no signs of stopping. She has worked for SCORE, GILF.com, PrivateSociety.com, and many more with her sights set on the industry's top studios. And with her style, beauty, energy, and fan popularity, the future could not be brighter. Please welcome to the show the wonderful Maddie Cross. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. 
Before we get started with our conversation, can you please tell everybody where they could find you on social media, online, and the like? Let's see. I am on Twitter at MCTPLX1. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Maddie Cross VIP. You can catch me on OnlyFans at Maddie Cross VIP. There's also MaddieCross.com. And I'm in the process of opening my Fan Centro account, which will be Maddie Cross VIP as well. Okay. And I'm transitioning some stuff over to loyal fans as well, because I know I've got people over there that are like loyal fans better than only fans. So I'm working on transitioning things over to where they're on all the different platforms where everybody likes to be. When it comes to your Twitter handle, it's very unique. Is it difficult to <laughs> not try and change it or change everything to kind of have it all under one moniker? Well, that Twitter handle came out of necessity because I lost my Twitter account three times. Oh, and um, apparently I pissed off the wrong person somewhere along the line. You know how that goes. Oh, yeah. So... We went through, and, and as we're recreating my Twitter account, it just kept getting shut down. So we were like, okay, let's do Maddie Cross Triple X one and abbreviate it. So that's what we did. Now, also in regards to being on all the different platforms, I'm sure now that process is a little bit easier because you are a seasoned veteran of watching all of these different sites pop up and become popular and having to be there. But was it ever overwhelming to just try and figure out where to kind of be everywhere all at once? Oh, God. It's still like that sometimes, you know, because you you just – you see new things popping up all the time and people are kind of gravitate towards them and then they run away from them. So it's like, you know, what do you do? <laughs> you know, um, I just kind of watch and see how things are going. And I, I stay with my tried and true things that I know work for me. I try not to spread myself too thin because, you know, you do that, then you're spending more time getting stuff up for everybody than you are shooting stuff. Right. Because you're constantly editing, uploading, doing this, doing that, you know, and I don't want to take away from my time to where I'm camming, which is, I have a lot of fun with that and also shooting content. Mm -hmm. And that has to be a difficult aspect of it as well, because you're rising in popularity so fast. You've always been popular, but now it's really taking off with you shooting for studios and doing your own clips. And then you're still camming and you're going to shoots and conventions and all this. How do you manage this time and still try to have some semblance of a life? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I Yeah, thought. there you go. <laughs> That's a question right there. <laughs> Um, honestly, I could not do it if it weren't for my husband. I mean, he is such a huge help to me. He's my photographer, my videographer. I do all of my editing myself on the videos and stuff, but he takes care of the shoots for me. He does a lot of stuff for me on my Twitter, which I don't always have time for if I'm camming and stuff, because I, I don't know if everybody knows this or not, but outside of the industry, we own a horse ranch. Right. So I've got horses that I have to take care of as well. So it's um, it's definitely a juggling act, to say the least. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. And we will cover that a little bit later in the interview. But we actually met in Exotica, New Jersey, 2023, and we were able to have a couple of quick conversations through that weekend now, because you are fairly new to shooting clips and being a studio performer, how has doing conventions been for you, and how many have you done? Uh, let's see. I have done two Exotica New Jerseys, and then I went out to the ABNs, so just three so far, and then I'm hitting Chicago in April. Oh, very nice, very nice. Now, how was AVN for you now like, how long were you out there and how was the convention aspect for you as well so 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 totally different from exotic 
I mean, I was just, I was really surprised. Um, I got out there the Sunday before the ABNs, and I was shooting content Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And then um, went to, I did go to the expo on Friday. I I got myself a, a VIP pass and went on Friday. And, um, I was, saw, saw a lot of people that, you know, I was supposed to have shot with that we ended up having to reschedule because, you know, their flights got delayed, just all kinds of just craziness, the usual stuff that happens during the expos, you know, but I mean, overall, I think I prefer the Exotica expos over the APN. I think other than it's a great place for a lot of the big people that you want to shoot with to get together with. I have a lot more fun at Exotica. Definitely. Interesting. Is it just the energy of it or is it because it is only three days as compared to four or more when it comes to AVN, everything you need to kind of get done is more compact. It's a little bit more, a little bit more fun in that way of trying to kind of get everything done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just have a lot more fun with it. And I, I mean, the way uh, Exotica lays everything out, I, I just, you're not in like a teeny tiny cramped up space, you know? Yeah. Um, I was honestly for the avians, I was expecting it to be bigger. Oh, I was, yeah. I was expecting the floor space to be much bigger than what it was. But I mean, you know, overall, I mean, you know, it, it, it was a good experience. Yeah. Definitely worth going to. Good. And that's what I like to hear. And and I yeah. can kind of agree with you because I, you know, it, it's been at Resorts World for a couple of years now. Uh, before COVID, it was at what used to be the Hard Rock Hotel mm-hmm. Casino. It was slightly off the strip and it was laid out kind of weird it was laid out in like three or four different rooms before that it was at the sands convention center and it was kind of exotica like because it was just one big open hall and i did i do feel like i enjoyed that one the most because it was just the yeah. way everything was in one place it was easy to navigate and i don't know it, it just kind of worked better i think well and you don't have when you're in a condensed space like we were at the avns i mean you barely have room to walk sometimes yeah. because it's so crowded that, you know, it, it just, it makes it hard to maneuver around sometimes, you know? And I would, like I said, I just, um, I like that openness. <laughs> I like being able to, to room more, you know? Yeah, I agree. Did, uh, did you manage to escape the AVN flu? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came home. I flew home. I ended up flying home early. Flew home Saturday night. And by Monday, I was sick. Yes. And I was sick for a week and a half, a oh. full week and a half. And I had bronchitis. And I, I was like, that I, you know, should have known it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone goes through that for sure. But. One thing, because of where you live, where your ranch is at, mm-hmm. when you go to a place like Las Vegas, do you enjoy it? Because it is so high energy and there's lights and everything is going on. Do you enjoy it or do you kind of compartmentalize it until you get home where everything's a lot more relaxed and you can actually like see stars and hear quiet? <laughs> um for the short time I'm there, I enjoy it. I soak it in, you know. I mean, you know, it's it's like nothing like we get to see here. So it's it's nice when you know you get to you get to see all the lights and the casinos and and all of that stuff. You know, it's fun. Yeah. Did you sightsee or gamble or anything? <laughs> nope, did not gamble. I'm I'm not a gambler. Same. I will watch people throw their money away, but I will throw mine away. <laughs> Uh, Las Vegas was not built on winners, as they say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you've been a cam performer for many years and can currently be found on Streamate. Yes. 
what was it like getting started and how much have your shows evolved over the last 16 plus years? Oh gosh. Well, getting started, I was absolutely terrified. Um, but I, you know, because I was like, yeah, I was one of those girls. I worked a nine to five office job, you know, and when I first started out, I was like, Ooh, I don't know about this. And I actually started out as a non nude model. And then, you know, I did that for a couple of days and then the guys were like, you know, you can make a lot more money. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Hmm, I might have to explore the dark side a little bit. (laughs) So I, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to transition over here. I'm going to try out the dark side, see, you know, see what it's like. And I had an absolute blast with it. You know, I was just, it, it was like, I found my element and I was like, okay, this is cool. So, you know, I just jumped in and just kind of played it by ear. I was lucky in the fact that when I first started out, I befriended one of the number one girls on the website I was on. And she kind of sort of took me under her wing and would advise me on doing this, doing that. Don't do this. And helped me tremendously. And even now to this day, if there's a new model that ever reaches out to me on a campsite for advice, I will jump in and I'll help them any way I can. Um, because I wouldn't be where I am if that young lady hadn't done what she did for me. So I'm, I'm always, you know, trying to do stuff like that. But as far as, um, how my shows have changed, the only thing that's really changed in my shows is the age group. Because now when I first started out, I was in the MILF category, but now I'm leaning into the GILF category and so now I'm starting to get a lot more younger guys coming to me. Um, they love the MILF, GILF, Cougar, Hot Wife, role play stuff, you know. So that's, you know, that's what I do. But I also do, um, I have guys that come to me for fetish shows as well. Oh, okay. Like, you know, my feet guys, my heel guys, as you can tell back here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all from one fan. Get Just out. one. Wow. Uh, so for the people listening, she has uh, shelves uh, behind her chair in the office here. And there are, oh, I couldn't even fathom a guess how many pairs are back there. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not even all of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fan. just crazy. But, and you know, so, um, yeah, I, I dabble in um, a little bit of fetish stuff as well, you know. So I'm, I'm pretty... For the most part, I'm pretty open-minded. Um, if somebody comes in and has something new that I've never done before, I'm like, well, tell me about it and let's give it a try and see how it goes, you know? Yeah, I'm sure how you enjoy sex and how you maybe define your sexuality or just things that you've learned to enjoy has really changed over your career. I like when you think about stuff like that, do you ever slow down and kind of reminisce about how far you've come and all of the experiences you've had and, and just how much you've grown as a person, be it sexually or otherwise? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's, there's not a day that I get on cam that I don't stop and think, wow, things have really changed, you know, and I've changed as a person, you know, I've, I've had so many, um, I was one of those vanilla people, you know, I really didn't experiment, do a whole lot, you know, but now, you know, it's opened a whole new door, all these different options for me now and everything. And my husband and I, we just have a ton of fun with it. Were you, technologically savvy before you started camming and now that you are a content creator, is that any better or does all that fall on the husband? Because technology is growing and expanding so fast. There's got to be a point where you go, I don't know what to use and what I'm doing anymore. 
Um, I've, I've always, I've always been pretty comfortable with technology, you know, thanks to all the resources we have out there for learning how to use new stuff or even just learning about new things. I always, I utilize YouTube like crazy yeah. and yeah, you know, anytime like new cameras come out or anything like that, you know, I'm always checking them out to see, you know, what the quality is like and, and stuff. So as far as the computer stuff goes and, and the equipment for the camming side of it, that's all on me. But when it comes to cameras for shooting and things like that, hubby handles all of that. Okay. He, he picks out, you know, he has his go-to people that advise him on, <laughs> you need this, this, and this, you know, and he takes care of all of that. Yeah. That's good to have those people in your life for sure. Yeah. You started camming at 42. What made you decide to take that step into camming considering you were vanilla, as you put it? Yeah. Um, my absolute hate for my nine to five job. <laughs> <laughs> That's what did it, honestly. You know, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here at my nine to five job. Absolutely. Just all I want to do is just get out of there and call it a day. And I went on one of those dreaded, dreaded sites called Craigslist. Remember that? Oh, no. <laughs> so I go on this Craigslist. I'm just kind of surfing around, looking around at stuff. And I was like, hmm. And I saw this ad and I thought, I think I might check that out. So, you know, I went home, checked it out, and then um, create, I went online, created my account and everything. And I did it for a couple of hours. And I thought, ooh, this is kind of fun. I like this, you know. So as luck would have it, I happened to have two weeks of paid vacation coming up. Okay. So I thought, hmm, I think I'm going to take my paid vacation and work on this campsite and see what becomes of it. Now, you have to also consider, too, that this was back at a time frame when – there was no free video chat. Oh, the okay. site, this was right before the free video chat started coming into play. So I'm on this site and I mean, I am racking up the money <laughs> and I'm like, Oh damn. Well, after two weeks, I go back into work and I give my two week notice. Wow. <laughs> And I have been a cam girl ever since. Wow. Were you surprised at your quick rise in popularity as a cam performer, as a mature woman, and maybe how popular the whole genre is as a whole? Are you surprised at its popularity and its longevity? Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, that, that was one of the things, you know, when I first started camming, I was like, I'm in my forties. Who's going to want to see me, you know? Um, and then as I started doing it and then as I started, you know, talking to people and everything, I was like, holy crap, there's like a, a whole second life, second career that I can make out of this, you know? So yeah, having, having the age difference and going from MILF into GILF and, and all of that, I, I'm just like, I don't see an end in sight. Mm -hmm. And I always, you know, it's like when my husband and I are talking, I'm like, I want to be like Miss Rita. <laughs> I want to be shooting when I, when I want to be shooting when I'm her age, you know, and hopefully looking just as good. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you find that there are misconceptions about you as a mature performer, like being either, dominant or submissive or what you may or may not like uh, sexually? Um, yeah, there, you know, it's, it's like, I'll, I'll have people that will think that just because I'm older, that I'm more dominant, that I'm more controlling, that I'm going to be like that with the younger guys. And it's like if I'm doing like a role play, then, yeah, I can handle something like that. 
But for the most part, I'm more of a sensual type person. I do, I do some submissive stuff a little bit, um, as you can tell by my eternity color that I have on here. <laughs> this is a little something that my husband and I do. Um, so, yeah, I do. I mean, on a personal level, I do submissive stuff. But um, I have found that if I'm shooting with somebody and and they want to get into a dom submissive type of role play, they tend to lean in a direction that I'm not comfortable with. So I try to stay out of that type of scenario. Now, I don't mind if a guy takes the lead, you know, but I'm not one that, you know, any anybody other than my husband, if they grab my hair and pull my hair, I'm going to reach back and bitch slap them. (laughs) (laughs) If they don't ask me first. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, that's I I appreciate that because I feel like. There is this bit of a switch happening, but I think it needs to happen a little bit more where people who are creating, it is more connected and sensual and a little bit more realistic to what people could expect when it comes to sex. Because I have this discussion with uh, my co-hosts all the time. It's like, yeah, you know, the connection between the performers may be great, but I'm not going to watch a guy uh, have sex with a woman while he has his foot on her head. Like that is just, <laughs> I, I, yeah. that's not me. I can't connect with that. And I think it also, I don't want to say it sets a bad precedent, but I think it sets an unrealistic precedent to what sex is. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that's like a, uh, to me, that's demeaning, yeah. you know, and, and you sh- I don't feel like you should do anything that demeans the other person that you're with. You know, you should always do something that's going to bring them up. One aspect of your popularity and one aspect that I enjoy immensely about you is how you own your age and who you are. And you're not afraid to tell people how old you are and won't lie. uh, That can be pretty rare in the (laughs) industry. Shocker. I know. (laughs) What has made you so comfortable with who you are sexually and personally? Well, I I think that's just one of those things that just comes with age, period. You know, um, I went through a phase uh, when I was camming to where I didn't want anybody to know what I was doing because I was afraid of, you know, somebody causing problems and stuff like that. And then finally, I just hit a point where I was like, Wait a second. Um, They don't have any control over my life. Screw them. They don't like what I do. They can move on. I'm not going to worry about it, you know. And then, you know, it's like as I started getting closer to my 50s, then I was like, because I was one of those that I would kind of fib a little bit about my age because I could pull it off. Okay. But then when I started getting closer to my 50s, I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to say the hell with it. This is how old I am, period. You know, because it's it's like they say, it's harder to keep up with the lies than it is the truth. Right. So I was like, you know what? This is me. You know, this is me. It took you a while to get in front of a studio camera with your first studio shoot being with the score group. What made you decide to take that next step a few years ago? Well, this is a good story for you. You'll like this one. (laughs) So my husband and I are laying in bed one morning, having our morning coffee and we get on this conversation of camming and stuff like that. And he, and he asked me, he goes, you know, is there, is there anything you've ever wanted to do that you've not done? And I was like, well, I've kind of always wanted to be a centerfold. And I, I had had that fantasy ever since I was in high school, listening to that Jay Giles band song, (laughs) centerfold. It stuck in my head. It planted the seed is what it did. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I told him, I said, I think that would just be so cool. You know, but, you know, I'm thinking, I'm in my 50s. Who's going to want to see me, you know? So, unbeknownst to me, he submitted some pictures to score, 
And then the next thing you know, a week and a half later, I'm in Miami shooting. Wow. I know. And I was just, I was totally floored. I was like, I cannot believe this is happening. <laughs> and I did finally make it in a centerfold. I did finally make it. Very nice. <laughs> With how established and experienced you already were as a cam model, how big was the learning curve to be in front of somebody else's camera? Was it difficult to give up control when it comes to the creative process? Well, shooting with Score initially, they I had a wonderful experience shooting with them. Carlo that um, shot everything. I mean, it's it's one of those things, they just keep it simple, stupid. I mean, you go through, you do, a, you do a, they walk you through a photo shoot, and then everything you do in the photo shoot, you just go back and do live and video. Oh, okay. And so they make it so, so easy to shoot for them and to do their content and, the, and working with the other talent, very, very easy to work with very easy. Um, so I really didn't, um, didn't really have any problems. They directed very well. Yeah. I mean, it was great. I have told numerous people that if they ever want to shoot, um, their first adult scenes to go to score to do it because they were just absolutely wonderful to work with. I've heard that from a number of different performers and it makes me happy to hear that, uh, about somebody. What was something that you did learn from being in front of a camera like that? Because what I hear is when people kind of do that pivot to being in front of the camera for somebody else, angles might be a little bit different and things like that. And you have to open up differently and they end up kind of using muscles. They weren't using. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those sex scenes are like doing yoga, I tell you. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, the angles that you have to get in, um, the way you have to turn your head. I mean, it's, it, yeah, it, it's a workout when you're done. Trust me, you need the hot tub after you've shot. <laughs> because you're using muscles you haven't used before. <laughs> I'm sure. And I'm sure a lot of just how you treat your body and how you handle self-care has <laughs> really evolved and changed and grown as you've gained popularity and maybe spent more time on cam and then have now gone to being a clip performer and shooting for studios. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you de you definitely have to change how you do things and stuff so that you, you've got a little bit more flexibility and especially when you get to be a granny, you know, <laughs> and I really am a grandma now, I will say. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it can be trying on the body for sure. How do you know when you've reached your shooting limit? Like when you were at AVN and you shoot, you know, maybe multiple times over consecutive days. Like, is there a point where you can tell your body is just saying, all right, let's take five. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's kind of like hitting a wall. You know, you're just, you're going along, you, you do the shoot and you finish up the shoot and everything. And you're, and you're looking at what's coming up next. And then all of a sudden, it's like your body's just like, okay, that's enough. You're done. You know, you got to reschedule. You know, it's just, yeah, it, it happens. Yeah. Definitely. You work with a lot of established talent as a clip performer. You've worked with Shawn Michaels, Thor Johnson, Camilla Cream Pie, Jay Assassin, Puerto Rock. How do you approach people that you want to work with? And what do you look for in performers that you want to work with, be it man or woman? Well, out of that list of everybody that you that you named off there, Camilla was the only one that I didn't get to shoot with. Oh, okay. Because she she when she got to the AVNs, she found out she had bronchitis. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you, Camilla. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> I knew I shouldn't have hugged her when I met her. That'll teach me. <laughs> um, what I do, I, I look at the content that they do. I look at the type of stuff that they shoot and see if it is something that would be in line with my brand, with what I, what my guys like to see um, or what they might be interested in seeing in the future. And then of course, you know, you always look at the numbers, you know, see, you know, what they're going to do, what they can do to help me. That's just all part of it, you know? And then, you know, if, if somebody piques my interest and I, I stick the husband on them and he'll message them and, and, you know, and try to get a shoot set up and see if it's something that they're interested in doing and everything. But then I, I also have uh, a gentleman out on the East coast that has a huge amount of connections um, in the industry. And, you know, like with Chicago coming up, he has the ability to reach out to different people and say, and set up shoots for me and everything. So that helps as well. Um, in case you know, he has contacts that I don't have. That's how I got Shawn Michaels Okay, was through him. And I, I don't think I would have gotten him if I had reached out on my own, you know, because I'm just a little measly me, I'm, you know, <laughs> little measly me, you stop it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you actually brought that up because I'm sure there may be points where you have the opportunity to shoot with someone that has a massive following or maybe is known to shoot a style of scene that maybe isn't in your wheelhouse, but is mm -hmm. something you'd like to experience. Do you ever hesitate to do it because you do have your lane and you do have the things that your fans really like, and it's tough to not stay in that center lane to do what you know is going to be popular. Right. Right. It, it really depends on what it is. Um, but I'm open to growing and learning new things. And I feel like I have such a good following that my guys aren't going to drop me just because I did one scene that they didn't agree with. Oh, okay. Um, or they'll be like, man, maybe that's not quite you, but others might say, holy crap, we got a new Maddie, you know? Right. So yeah, it's, I'm, I'm always open to trying new things. Um, I, I don't like to limit myself too much. So when it comes to your fans, as I mentioned in the opening, you do have an extremely dedicated fan base, uh, over 162,000 followers on Twitter with posts, getting thousands of likes and comments. How do you handle the crush of what can be a very taxing online experience in social media? Because I don't have nearly the following that you do. And I struggle to find things to post about to keep people engaged. Like how do you manage that monster that is social media? <laughs> that, that honestly, um, it can be, it's so overwhelming. I mean, it's so freaking overwhelming that, you know, just trying to figure out, what to post when and where, you know, it's just, it's just crazy. I'm always taking new pictures. So I'm constantly looking for things to, um, to get out there. You know, I've got my foot guys, you know, I have people that I'm reaching out to, to shoot with. So I'll put like little teasers out there. Um, I mean, you just, I'm constantly kind of talking to my fans. I'll talk to them to get a feel for like, you know, what do you guys, what do you guys think about this or that, you know? But I mean, it's, I live on it. I mean, I'm, I, I just, how my phone is not in my face right now <laughs> is amazing because I'm constantly, you know, it's like I go through, I'm constantly liking stuff and, and, you know, just all this stuff you have to do, um, the interaction, you know, you just, if you don't interact with them, 
it's just a wasted effort. Yeah, it's funny for me because when I go to a convention and I take pictures with everybody and I'm posting it and people are engaging with it and and it's popping up in my notifications, there are times where I'm like, I'm sick of myself at this point. (laughs) I'm annoying me with me, you know? (laughs) I know, I know. It's like, you know, my phone's constantly, the notifications on Twitter are constantly going, you know? And I, what I... I honestly, I have to completely turn the sound off on my phone and completely close it to where I can't see it light up. Nothing. Um, Just mentally, I've got to do that because if I don't, it will drive me crazy. For sure. Yeah, I feel that one. Now, I'm not sure if you are aware of how I do interviews, but one thing that I really enjoy doing is going through people's social media to see if I could ask them questions about any posts that they have made. Are you willing to answer a couple of questions about the posts? Oh, yes. (laughs) I have a feeling I know where this is going. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. The first post I'd like to ask you about, you wrote, Hey there, everyone. If worn granny panties are your thing, I have a bunch of them for sale over on many vids. Enjoy the scent of grandma. I love that, by the way. Uh, (laughs) Special requests also available. It's different to have fans and followers enjoying what you create on cam and on film, but it's a completely different animal when it comes to worn items and clothing. Do you ever get used to selling clothing or get used to custom clothing requests? Because those can become very, very uh, specific. Yes, yes. Um, I actually, I get a lot of requests for my used panties. Mm. They absolutely love it. And then on top of it, majority of the time when they request the used panties, I usually, of all things, I do panty stuffing. Oh, okay. So I'll do panty stuffing and then they'll go into a Ziploc bag so that they maintain their smell and all of that for them. And then I also, they also get um, an autographed eight by 10 photo of me doing the panty stuffing. Oh, wow. The actual pair that they purchased. Um, so I, yeah, I do that. I've had people, I have people that buy my score outfits that I've shot in, you know, and I mean, you, it, it's just, I, I love that aspect of it. I think it's really cool that somebody wants my clothing items. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think what you need to do is if you are wearing a pair now, advertise it as the pair I am talking about on this podcast. Make it a thing. I got to show you this. Uh I'll do that. I'll do that with this pair. Check these out. So it says on the back, I feel slutty, slap my ass, pull my hair, talk dirty, fuck me real hard, then come all over me. (laughs) (laughs) That is a very descriptive pair of underwear. (laughs) Yeah, that one, that one's going to fly out the door, I'll bet you. Oh, 100%. <laughs> when it comes to you fulfilling these requests, because it is so popular, is this a constant Amazon, an order that just comes automatically? Or are you going to a store and the person checking you out is going, why do you need 300 pair of underwear? Well, I'm very fortunate, again, with my fans. I have fans that will send me bags of underwear. Wow. Like they'll they'll go to like uh, Amazon or Sheen or somewhere like that where you can buy them in bulk. Mm-hmm. And they will just send me bags of underwear. So I've got underwear panties coming out the ears, all different makes, models, and styles. <laughs> Granny panties included. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> and there is a, a whole market for that one as well. They love the full back panties. Um, and yeah, what I'll do is I'll just, I'll take a picture of them 
and I'll post them on the website for sale. So they'll see front and back what they look like and then let them pick and choose whatever pair they want. That's awesome that you have <laughs> that dedicated of a fan base where they send it to you. To you. Yeah. That's yeah. Incredible. You know, it's like, I'll have one fan that'll send me a bag of like 30 pair of underwear and you know, 30 times 40 bucks a piece. Can't complain. You cannot. <laughs> That's more than I would make with my underwear. Um, <laughs> so with you getting involved in the convention circuit, have you had people that have purchased items or maybe just even longtime fans come to see you at conventions and say, I don't know if you remember me, but I bought this or my handle is this and I am so glad to meet you. Oh God. Yes. Yes. I, in fact, one of my granny panty guys, he's purchased numerous pair of underwear from me, done numerous cam shows with me. Ah. He came up to me my first year at New Jersey and I was like, Oh my God, I finally get to meet you. You know, I was more excited meeting him. You know, <laughs> he, had, he had bought so many pair of underwear from me and he had actually texted me that morning and said, Hey, I want to get this pair of underwear. Can I pick them up? Can I pick them up at the booth? And I was like, they'll be there ready for you. You know? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Now the next post I would like to ask you about, you wrote, Oh my fucking God. I just noticed this on Mr. Cross's workbench when I was taking out the trash. Do you think he would mind <laughs> better yet? Would you mind seeing which is my size? So for the listeners, there is a picture of a trailer hitch assembly with three different size hitches. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Are you someone that finds the naughty in everything? Because it really seems like you are. <laughs> oh, God. I knew that one was going to hit me. <laughs> oh, that, that was one of my silly sides that came out one day. <laughs> I was just, I thought, you know what, let's do this just for shits and grins. Let's see what happens. You know, I thought I've never put anything crazy like this up. So let's just see what happens with it, you know. But I do have to confess, I I, I did kind of give the toy a little bit of a ride there to see how it worked out. <laughs> <laughs> did you film it? <laughs> no, but I, I think I, I think I got a picture. But you know what? Here's what I found. I told him he's got to go get a new hitch because those other two balls get in the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I said, so you need to go get a new hitch towards just one because the other two get in the way. I can't maneuver around them. So yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> truly anything with three balls is rather cumbersome. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so another post I'd like to ask you about. After AVN, you wrote, so nice to be home. And it is a picture of you laying with your dogs. And it is adorable. I'm a dog man myself. So <sighs> I said I would get to this. So let's do it. Let's talk about home. What is your real life North Dakota ranch like? It. We're, we're on uh, 138 acres. Wow. I've got 20 horses right now that um, we have here on the property. Nine of them belong to my husband and I, and the rest are boarders. Okay. We own a boarding stable. Yeah, I just, you know, my day, I get up, get the husband off to work, go out, check on the horses, which is kind of nice. I, I get to wander around the paddock and pet on the horses and love on the horses, top off their water tanks, um, check their hay, see how everything is, and then uh, come back into the house and do my domestic goddess duties. <laughs> Still has to be done. Right. And... Um, then I um, I get on cam for the for a couple of hours, three hours in the afternoon, 
And I only do that Monday through Thursday, depending on what's going on. If I if I'm traveling, if I've got doctor's appointments, you know, it'll it'll vary. And then, well, also before I get on cam, if I have any any pictures I need to take, I'll try and get pictures done. Any custom video requests, things like that, I try to get all that done before I get on cam. And then I cam until my husband comes home. When he gets off work, then um, if we have any content we need to shoot, anything like that, we'll do that. And then just relax and enjoy the evening, have dinner and spend time with the puppy dogs and go back out and check on horses again and fun stuff like that. You've lived in a number of different places throughout the country in your life. Was it always a dream of yours to have this style of ranch? Um, honestly, I never in a million years imagined that I would ever live anywhere other than on a beach. Oh, interesting. Grew up in Florida and I always lived anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes away from the beach. Always. But what was really strange is when I got up here to North Dakota, I felt like I was home. Oh, nice. I felt like this is where I'm supposed to be. I mean, I just, I love it up here. It is, it's absolutely gorgeous. Even in the winter. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, you can get some pretty cold, uh, cold days up there in the wintertime. Oh, yes. But thankfully this year has been pretty mild for us. Yes. Been lucky. Yeah. I'm sure having a space like that has limitless potential for content. Do you have areas that you've tried to keep uh, for lack of a better term, sacred or unused, or is everything fair game on the ranch? Everything's fair game. Okay. Any, you know, there's, there's not, I don't think there's a spot on the property <laughs> or off the property that we haven't taken pictures or shot a video or <laughs> you name it. You know, we'll go out in the gator and we'll wind up in a cornfield somewhere taking pictures. Shooting a video. We, we just never know. Yeah. <laughs> when you do have that much acreage, do you do farming or is it just a ranch? Just a ranch. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Just a ranch. Yeah. All the horses here are trail horses. Okay. So 80 acres of the property we use for trail riding and stuff. So it's, it's nice, nice and relaxing. It's, it's just a great way to just, Forget about the world. Get on a horse, relax, and forget everything. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So the last post I would like to ask you about. You wrote, When a fantasy date with Maddie got cut short because I had to leave for AVNs. So here it is. Congratulations to the winner. I will be in touch soon. And this is such a cool idea. What made you decide to have this style of fantasy date giveaway and how often have you done this that's actually the first one i've ever done oh cool um and the um the date is set to happen in chicago i was wondering okay. when i go there so um yeah if you know i just all my friends my fans are like i would love to take you out to dinner sometime just to spend some time with you you know and then I thought, you know what, let's do this. Let's just give it a try and see what happens. See if anybody bites, see if anybody is really interested or if they were just talking. Mm. And I was really surprised at the number of people that entered to possibly win the, the fantasy date with me. And it was just, it was really cool. I was, I was quite surprised by it. I know that there are performers that when they go to a convention, they'll do a group dinner where, you know, the the fan will pay so much just to be at dinner with somebody and there's like a limit of like 10 so it doesn't get overwhelming or stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Have you ever thought about doing something maybe a little bit on a grander scale where, you know, it almost feels like uh a date, but also a question and answer and just kind of a cool thing to hang out with you at conventions. Yeah. Um, I was actually, uh, 
talking with Jason, we had already kind of kicked around that idea for a possibility of doing something like that. But um, we're, yeah, we're just in the, in the talking stages right now, trying to figure out the logistics on, on how to do it and, and stuff like that. And um, I know something that I did, (laughs) which was kind of fun when I was in New Jersey in November um, I was selling nude selfies. Oh, okay. And what I would do is, um, the guy would purchase a nude selfie with me and then he would meet me, um, with my husband at our hotel room and I would be totally naked and this guy would take a selfie with me. Interesting. Yeah. So we would do that because, you know, you can't do that on the floor. So you had to have somewhere safe to do it. Um, And they just they ate it up. They loved it. You know, they you know, it wasn't one of those touchy feely things. It was just a selfie, nothing else. And they were just as happy as they could be, you know, and I thought, hey, this is fun, you know, so let's do it. That is like the ideas that pop into my head when it comes to that. (laughs) I'll tell you afterwards because I think it's brilliant. I don't want other people to steal it. But, yeah, we'll definitely come back to that. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you a little secret as as long as it doesn't get me in any trouble. Uh Uh-oh. If I have to beep it, I will. We're good. (laughs) Okay. So when when I was in New Jersey this past year, this guy wanted a nude selfie with me. But we were having trouble getting from the expo to the hotel for one reason or another. Well, I borrowed somebody's car. (laughs) (laughs) And we were in the parking lot (laughs) at Exotica. This guy gets in the back seat. I get in the back seat with him and I'm totally naked. (laughs) And I just climb on his lap and take a picture with him in the back seat of the car. And I was like, I mean, what could be better, making out in the back seat of the car with Matty Cross? <laughs> I, I hope he paid extra for that. I hope you got a tip. He paid some good money for that one. <laughs> All right, that's what I like to. <laughs> but I'm thinking, oh my god, I'm going to get arrested because it was right up against the building, right. and you know the cameras everywhere. And I thought, oh god, I'm going to jail. <laughs> You know what? When it comes to stuff like that, be it in Vegas or Jersey or Chicago, I think there's an understanding. Like, as long as you're not being, like, outside and just overly gratuitous, I think right. kind of just let bygones be bygones for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just don't be dumb on the floor of the convention. Really. Right, right. Exactly. Now, I feel like you have a lot that you are trying to create and accomplish in your career, but are there any plans in the works that you can talk about for 2024? And besides Chicago, what else do you have going on when it comes to conventions and things that your fans can expect? I'm really hoping to hit more of the conventions this year, more of the more of the Exotica Expos. As far as content goes, I've got a lot of people, to include Shawn Michaels and Rita, that are talking about coming here to the ranch this summer and shooting, which I'm really excited about there. And really, my main, absolute main focus for this year is to get on Brazzers' radar. Oh, okay. That is, if I can somehow get on their radar to where I could get into, like, their their MILF, cat, MILF guilt category, because I've noticed that they're now starting to shoot more mature stuff. Okay. And I want, I really want to get in on that with Brazzers. Um and of course, you know, I'd love to go back and shoot with Mike Quasar again. Okay. He is an absolute hoot to work with. Um, and any any and every time I've ever shot for Gilft, it has just been absolutely hilarious and always fun. Um, so I'm always open to that. And I think I have to I have to wait. Let's see. March I turn 59. Okay. So I have to wait until next year to reach out to score to start getting into their 60 plus category. Okay. 
So that's kind of the ballpark of, of where I want to go with things as things progress. Very cool. So let me ask this. Uh, you're born in March. What day? The 20th. Ah, so you're a Pisces like myself. Just barely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm March 13th. So Okay. Well, my husband's the 17th. Oh, wow. Yeah, we got a lot of March birthdays there. Okay, that that's rare that you see two birthdays that close when it comes to yes. couples. That's unique. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we we've decided that three seems to be our lucky number because we were both born in March, three days apart. We got married in March, and the dates that we got married in are all divisible by three. Okay. And then how we met. It's because of our mothers. We both lost our mothers three months apart from each other. Wow. And that's that's what how we actually met because we were both in an online grief support group. And that's how we met each other. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. So three three is our number, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so when it comes to the ranch, I do have a couple quick questions here before we okay. end this. Do you ever or have you ever thought about renting it out for other producers, creators and stuff like that to come to you and and shoot in your space? Um, I have invited um, Mike Quasar and also Carlo with Score. Okay. Um, those two have been invited um, if they ever want to come up and shoot content up here. You know, all they have to do is reach out to us. But that's like, you know, having a boarding stable, that's one of those things that would definitely take some planning right. to make sure that everybody knows the bar's closed that day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot see your horses. That's right. <laughs> and the horses will be seeing a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot more than thankfully they will ever tell their owners. That's right. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I was delighted to meet you in New Jersey. We talked about doing an interview and I said, you know what, let's wait. Let's have you get all of the convention madness out of your system. And we made this happen. And I'm so glad we did because I truly feel like you have greatness ahead of you. You have a great attitude, you have a great reputation, and I think the creative juices are really beginning to flow for you, so I know some big things are coming down the road, and I can't wait to see what it is. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I just, I absolutely loved meeting you um, at Exotica, and I've been looking forward to this interview for ever since you asked me to do it, you know, so... And I'm crossing my fingers. I'm, I'm hoping you're right on all the good things coming down the pike there. I'm I'm looking forward to what 2024 has to hold for me. Yeah, absolutely. So one more time before I let you go, can you please tell everybody where to find you online and on social media? Okay, on social media, you can find me at um, MCTPLX1, which is Maddie Cross Triple X1, abbreviated, on Twitter. Um, I'm Maddie Cross VIP over on Instagram, Maddie Cross VIP on OnlyFans. Then I have MaddieCross.com. And let's see, and I'm working on my model centro. I'm going to get that going for, I've got my model centro, which is MaddieCross.com. I'm working on my fan centro, which I heard is pretty big in Europe. Yes. And that's going to be Maddie Cross VIP as well. Um, so I'm trying to lean towards everything going to the VIP name and everything. Um, and I, let's see, and then I've got Maddie Cross over on Loyal Fans as well. So I've got bunches of stuff out there. I always tell people, if you have a hard time finding me, just Google Maddie Cross Porn. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to pop up. That's right. <laughs> Once again, thank you so much for being on. Best of luck with everything in the future, and hopefully I see you at a convention sometime. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to see you a few times here and there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely.